Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. Good evening, everybody. Happy Friday. Um, yeah, Trump is still a bitch. What the fuck? What? <laughs> That's and, not, I like this. Good evening, like everybody. This nigga's funny. Yo, this is Q, and it's my fucking birthday, so I can I have talk Blanche to say what the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, oh, I, um good evening everybody. Welcome to this special this special episode of the podcast. You sound, uh, you sound like Oprah when you drunk. Shut up. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving away cars, I'm giving away clothes, you know. Uh, like, no, no, come on, we, we no we this is live now. Hello, ah. everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> happy Friday. And yeah, happy birthday to me. Cheers, man. And like, whoever's on right now, please share who you are. And let, let the, okay. let the world so, know who you are. Welcome back, everybody. This is another episode of Young Black and Bother, a.k.a. Good, Bad, and Unavailable. I'm your host, Greg. Uh, before we get to Q and his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah Greg you had to say that, too, but... I hope y'all have a drink because this nigga is wild. All right, so anyway, I love this nigga. He's good with me. He's good. Cheers. He good with me. Cheers. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Cheers. Happy Have birthday. Q. We'll start there. Oh shit! If you got a drink, go ahead and I guess put it up. So I love y'all, man. Thanks. Thank y'all so much. You're welcome. Now we can mute Q for like. The hour. So this is another episode, and I'm joined by obviously my co-host, but we have special guests for this special episode for Father's Day. So starting off, we have Paco, we have BTG, aka Baylor the Great, and we have Stone. I'm gonna let them introduce themselves and do their thing. And then I'm gonna get into a special person who's on the show as well. Me right? want to go first. Whoever wants to go first. Stone, you got you got you Stone, you gotta go first because you was late. Stone in here. Oh man. Yeah. What up, man? Yeah, it's your boy Stone. Uh one half of the Forget That Yo podcast. Yeah, and uh yeah, y'all know what it is. Turn up, Stone. Nigga <laughs> walking here like man. Hey man, I and I and I might drop out, man. The internet ain't strong right now. Yeah. Um cheers and salutations to everyone. It's Q and Okay. And he's muted. <laughs> and, 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 and Greg, stop meet me, damn it. You don't realize he's on Facebook Live right now as we talk. Uh, so, any whoms. So, Paco, who are you, sir? Yeah, I'm Black Paco. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Yo, I'm I'm just Paco, man. That's that's all I'm gonna say right now. That's it. You know and what I'm that's all my that's all my social media social sites. Find me at Black Paco. You know what <laughs> I mean, smoke free weekend. Yo, it is what it is. That's it. And it's election year. We got somebody special on the episode. Who say you, sir? BTG, BTG for president. Overrun with BTG, a part of the Rare Signers Network, the professional Californian, uh, Ron Flair, a.k.a. Uh, the gay husband. Mm. <laughs> wow. That was wow. That was not oh, cool. Oh, oh, it's going to be that type of show. <laughs> I'm taking a high road today, my nigga. Let me talk to you again. again. Oh shit! <laughs> that that's where we're starting, really. Oh boy! He said, "Yeah, we going there." it, come on. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't even follow that, but. We have a special moderator for the episode. I'm going to let her introduce herself so she can reel the fellas in before I get into my actual host for the show. What up? It's Shan from She Gets It Podcast, from Cozy Moon Podcast. And so what page you be on bed podcast because I'm busy. Um, He brought me in here to keep y'all in check for these questions and topics. So uh, enjoy at your own risk. You know. You have a pretty smile, by the way. Thank you. I'm a little terrified by that whip, though. <laughs> yeah, this whip thing throwing me off. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, little, I'm a little terrified by that whip. I ain't gonna lie. So this is supposed to be like a little semi-serious episode, but we're gonna have jokes and stuff going on to it anyway. Um, I guess starting off, for the most part, all of us except for myself is a father. Um, I'm expecting in August, but you know, for each person, just explain like how fatherhood has treated you so far. That way I can know what I'm looking forward to. Man, fatherhood has been great. I got two kids, technically three, if you count the uh, married into one. I had a 13-year-old stepson, seven-year-old daughter. I lied, eight-year-old daughter. Shit, I don't know how old she is. And <laughs> a seven-month-old who is available for adoption because he's driving me fucking nuts. So y'all can just <laughs> take him off my hands if y'all want to. But um, nah, fatherhood has been, it's been great. <laughs> It's been great. I, I enjoy it to the fullest. Okay. Have um, I have three? I have three amazing children, plus one nuisance adult, nuisance niece, and my my king is here with me. Say hi. Say I like. Hi. I like. I like this drunk nigga, man. You are funny. <laughs> <laughs> my king is here. Um, it's been um, you know I, 10 years teaching and I have like 200 students that I have taught in the 10 years that, that I've been teaching but like it, it means even extra more those 200 plus the 3 that I like created Love That's him. good. That's good. Was that even extra more? Is that what you just said? Even <laughs> extra more? Uh, like, the, the, three that, the three that I created, like DNA wise, plus like my nuisance as niece, and then the two hundred that I have taught in the ten years that I've been teaching. Okay, as long as you said you just taught them, you didn't create them and just accidentally I mean, just slipped up and found out that all of your <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Stone? Yeah, I have two daughters, uh, a 19 year old and a six year old. That's an age gap, bro. Yeah, I started over. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh well, I was, I, I was trying to get some cheeks, and you know, shit happens. But. <laughs> you got cheeks in the chest. <laughs> I ain't even mad at Stone though, for real though. Like I just, I just, I'm just not. <laughs> I, so, I understand. I understand Stone. So is it harder for you, Stone, having the 19 year old or having the six year old right now in 2020? 
it's actually it's a good it's good and bad right i look at it like it's bad because everything i gotta go through with my 19 year old i might have to go through with my six-year-old but i already been through it Mm -hmm. so it'll be easier but everything i go through with my 19 year old i gotta go through with my six-year-old so it's going to be the same thing all over again man what about you, Paco? I got a, uh, my daughter just turned 13 um, in April. My son to be uh, my son to be uh, 10 on the 16th of June. Mm-hmm. So I got the double double digits going on. Uh, they man, they two great kids. Um, for, I mean, they, but yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I got you, damn it. Baylor, what about you, sir? <laughs> I got a, um, I got a 17, 14, 11, and four. Oh man. Come on. Now which one you love the most? Uh, oh, that's easy. Uh, Fuck them kids. No, I was just trying to uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh no, man. I love all of them equally. They just love different. You know, because they all have different personalities. Facts. They just they're just different. So you it's not that I love one more than the other, it's just you gotta love them the way that they shit, the way they was built, the way they carry themselves. Bless you. You know, that was just a little precursor. We got a few questions. I think I got like, you know, nine to 10. You know, All right, let's see if it, let's see, let's, let's see the conversation started. Come on. What? Uh, what? Yeah, the kids are like, make me. Anyways, so June is Men's Health Awareness Month. So, what are you doing to observe and practice good health as a man? In 2020, man, look, you gotta yo, actually man. do from hustle and flow, DJ, with your <laughs> wife being around. We not start with him first. DJ, man, DJ, <laughs> look here, man, look here, man, look. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely gonna be a two or three part for sure. <laughs> yeah. oh, look, look here, man. Look, I'm gonna give you this blunt, man. You just need I I just need it. I gotta record you gonna get a little bit of twitch. Look here, man. <laughs> All that matters is that you're pointing another drink as you're saying what you need to say. Damn it. Yes. He said my answer the question. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. So Let's rephrase the question by asking it all over again. Since June is Men's Health Awareness Month, what are you doing to observe and practice good health as a man in 2020? A lot more cardio. Yeah. I'll be the last one to answer. Be right back. What? Yeah. Like, ever since I got to the hospital, man, I had to switch up everything, man. So it's just all the way healthy now. Anything I can do, eating better, working out more, it's just I had to change everything. So that's just what it is now. What about you, Paco? Uh, me personally, I've been on a workout kick since like December. Multivitamins, um, no fast food, just just trying to, man, like, yo, like I'm pushing – I'm 38, so I'm pushing for it. So just trying to live a uh, cleaner and a healthier life, man. That's my goal. So, D, what you got? I mean, 30 hit my ass hard, so I'm only 33. Just turned 33 two weeks ago. Come on, master number. Um, <laughs> it, it, it hit my ass hard with the with the knee injury coming back from the complete right knee tear. So I've been on my workout tip trying to, you know, maintain, make sure my health stays in, in good fashion with that. Um, and I took advice from my elders that mentioned it to me. I did schedule a prostate exam. I'm going to go ahead and get that knocked out, get that out the way. I don't want to be, you know, one of these black men out here who are Thank against you. taking the prostate exam. I'm going to go ahead and get that done. 
Guess what, man? I, I had that. Look, the only problem I had with the my prostate exam, like I went and had it done, no problem. But the doctor had his hands on my shoulder. Shut up, uh, You know what I'm saying? Give me four stories. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> Paco said he he's Paco said the doctor was pulling his hair. Yo, I believe it. I'm going to know, know doctor in a vein because like it just don't work out like that, man. You know what I'm, saying? I'm, I'm, I'm playing, by the way. Like, <laughs> now, yo, my thing with the prostate exam is y'all got all this technology. Y'all can put some rub rub a thermometer across my head and get my temperature. Mm-hmm. Why y'all still got to put y'all finger in my ass, man. Y'all ain't came up with nothing new. Like, <laughs> y'all ain't came up with nothing new. Come on, man. That's I'm gonna saying. leave that one alone and <laughs> show that my health is safe. Thank you and good night. Greg, come on, Greg. What, what you doing? Oh, uh, dang. Observe. Damn. Health-wise, for me, honestly, just trying to eat right. Um, I still like steaks and shit like that, chicken tenders and all that. So I'm trying to scale back. But other than that, you know, going to walk because I can't run anymore. My knee is shot. So they closed all How the gyms. How old are you, Greg? I'm oh, 33. Oh, you holding shit down, huh? Huh, Greg? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm kick Q's ass out in a minute. <laughs> Good grief! No, you're not. You're old as shit. Just like me. <laughs> DJ, DJ. So, well, other than that, like health wise, man, I was playing basketball all throughout the, the beginning of the year, and then when they started closing up shop for COVID, I was trying to find an alternative. I did tennis for a minute. That didn't work out because I don't do like hard top outdoors, you know, all that. So, basically, walking the track, running it now, and practicing just cooking my own food that's the hardest because my fridge will stay with groceries but i just hate cooking that shit i mean also like greg you you also have like the the additional whatever like you know i'm sorry i don't know what additional your, your daughter <laughs> your daughter's on the way so you have to like take that extra step to make sure that she's safe too okay right thank you thanks q <laughs> what he was trying to say is you need to get that jogger stroller and get that thing kicking. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I I have three, so I know. And oh, oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> stop beat me. Stop beat me, yeah, God damn it. Q will be back. We need to get serious. Good grief. Yeah. So <laughs> hey, Q, I, I'm gonna say Q got more than what he claiming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If he if he that busted right now, like yo, Q got more kids than what he exactly. <laughs> I, I was like, all right, I'm I'm gonna try with my man, but then he just kept going, so he had to go. Uh, let me see. So I want to say everybody answered the question, which is good. Um, what so, I need y'all to do before you go to the next question, I need y'all black men to be juicing. Y'all need to fucking drink your juice. The juice, like juice yeah, we definitely got a juicer. That shit fire too. Yes. So, next question. It's an easy one. What is it that you love best about being a father? That's a good one. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like you get to uh, you get to relive your childhood with your kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. By playing video games, water balloon fights, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching them grow up, though, seeing the progress. You know? Yeah. And try to soak in those moments when there ain't no single digits. You, re- you really got to soak that shit in because there'll be three or four, and then you blink, and now you're looking at the teenager. So. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. It's uh, For me, it, it's been just, just watching them grow. Um, again, I got the huge age gap. I got the 13, the soon to be nine in July and then the seven month old. And it's, it's, it's all different. Like it's, it's all mm-hmm. different. The 13 year old tried to steer him or trying to steer him in the right direction. Um, he really wants to be from the hood so bad. However, he has never, <laughs> he doesn't even remember living in the hood. Okay. He, he remembers living in a house. He mm-hmm. don't remember the one bedroom apartment that we had to share. He don't remember none of that shit, but 
you leave it to him. He's straight from the hood. Claims to be from Southeast. No, nigga, you're not. Okay, you're from the suburbs. Okay, where are you from? from? What, what, what city are you from? I'm from DC. DC. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm from DC. Um, my daughter, complete polar opposite from that. Like, she's super sheltered. She don't really want to deal with nobody. She likes being by herself. Um, and then I got a spoiled seven month old who thanks to Corona didn't make this shit any better. Cause now he's just used to being around us all goddamn day long. So, but it's, it's fun just watching the different stages of them grow and, and just, for sure. that's, that's what I enjoy about it. Yo, mine is, man, I love the watching them be like me. You know what I'm saying? Like my daughter, my oldest daughter has my sense of humor, man. And it's it's amazing, dog, because I'm an asshole. And she is exactly like me. And I and I fucking love it, yo. And uh my six-year-old, man, like when I come home, she runs up to me. No matter what time it is, man, she comes to me. She loves, she loves her daddy, man. And that's it's just an amazing feeling, dog. Yeah. What about you, Paco? Um I think like that what brightens up my life is just like me kinda like uh changing like our 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 family's history. You know what I mean? Like where it's just I'm teaching my children how to be better than me and how to be better than I'm teaching them how to be better than my parents, even though I had great parents, but it's just I don't want them to settle and saying like, yo, it's okay to be half best yeah. or it's okay just to do, just to be okay. No, be great. And, and that's what I'm stealing into my children okay. and watching them like, yo, dad, I got straight A's dad. Like, yo, you said you're going to give me them shoes. Cause I got straight A's and like, yo, like them working hard and me rewarding them. Like, yo, that's, that's the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. So now that we said, you know, what we love best about it, what's the most stressful part of being a father? Oh, shit. Just raising them in this world. That's it. Stamp. <laughs> For real, yo. Yes. And, and having two girls, I got to worry about every penis in the world, cuz. Oh, damn. <laughs> I, I was waiting for somebody to say it. <laughs> yo, man. Wait, that shit Hold on, Stone. I got one up on you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you went through the phone yet. These niggas. Oh. Hey, man, yo. Like, man, I, my daughter, 13, bro. And I'm talking about I went through the phone at 11. And I won't even touch my daughter's phone right now. Yo, oh, yo. Yo, that's you her mom. To. You got to be up on the lingo, yeah. too. Yeah, you do. Oh. You do. Because I already know. I already know. I already checked my son's phone. And the shit that they be sending my son. So I'm like, Ooh. you got it. You got to supervise that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And on the serious note, I'm not. I'm not so much concerned with that. I, I'm. We're going to be stressed out as a father having a daughter. You're going to be stressed out for the rest of your life because, yeah. like, I had a homegirl that 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 passed away from domestic violence, and that's mm-hmm. the one thing that I'm concerned about because. Um, you know, like, like, I mean, to, to be real with you, like, I, I, my, my father-in-law called me all the time and he praised me like, you such a good dude. You such a good dude. I want to be in his position when I get older to know that I can get my way, get my daughter away to a man that's going to take care of her. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I'm more concerned about. I'm concerned about trying to exemplify perfection Mm. because of having the 13 year old son and the nine year old daughter, I have to show him what it's like to a be a man and what a man should do. But I also need to make sure that my daughter understands that this is what you should expect from a man. These are the Mm. things that you are expecting from a man. So it's, that's the most frustrating part about it for me is all right. Did what I just do was that too much? What example did I just set? Did I just screw up everything that I was setting in place from the beginning of this whole thing? So I try to, you know, nobody's perfect, especially in marriages. You and your wife are always going to have arguments. 
we try to limit the arguments in front of the kids. It happens sometimes, but you know, I just, that's my heart. That's the hard part for me. It's like, all right, trying to make sure that I'm still setting that perfect example of what you should be AJ as the man and what you should expect Aaliyah from a man as the daughter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Honesty is a cure. Period. Absolutely. Yeah. Yo, but about that going through the phone, yo, I leave yeah. it to her mama. I can't do that, yeah. man. I'll I, I, I nut up, man. I done already ran up on some little boys. You know what I'm saying? I can't, <laughs> I, I can't do all that, man. No, nah, real talk, man. And they got like these like secret pages and all mm-hmm. type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that that's the crazy shit. Like, the, the, and, and when I find out all this stuff, and I was just like, I vowed to myself, like, not to go through my daughter's phone again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And all I can tell her, I, I just had to teach her the game. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, I think, I think that's the, like the best part of me, like being a, like right now, but just being her father is just like, yo, like, I'm teaching you the game. It's, it's no other way. It's nothing else I can do but teach you the game. Yeah. You, you can't. You, you can't like steer her from it. If you teach her the game, she should be able to make the decisions on her own. You got to teach them how to go through it because right now in a lot of states, they trying to um, pass pedophilia as a sexual preference. Yeah, And I heard about that. We about to start yeah. passing his hands out too. Yeah. Oh, for real. Yeah. yeah. Real, that's man, that shit is crazy. That's, that's a new law too. Me, I, I guess I can't. I can't really answer that question. So actually, I can't. So the most stressful thing that I'm anticipating is her growing up and having OnlyFans. So I thought about it long and hard. OnlyFans the new time being, she's gonna be able to reach out and touch a dick and, and <laughs> well, probably. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Yo, I'm, thing actually, is, I'm actually fine with the fans only page. I'm fine with that. I think for me, though, the issue is like we teach like our kids and stuff like that, like to know your worth and stuff like that. So just imagine like your daughter's worth is like fourteen ninety nine a month. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's going to fuck with me. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, that's it. Real, man. Like, yo, before it was uh, yo, my job was to keep her off the pole. Yeah, right. I'm going to keep off right. the computer because like, yo, what am I supposed to do with yeah. that, man? Yo, but, but if she got good numbers, though, I might, you know, she gonna have to pay up go. some rent, though. <laughs> Yo, get your money up. I'm, hey, I, I ain't gotta pay for the shit. If. Can I, um, can I throw some out there? Go for it. All right. So I guess as of lately, you know, like I would say within the last year and a half, like I've really been really focused on. Showing, showing my daughter and my son, like, yo, it's, it's more to life than just a pair of sneakers. It's more to life than just a, a, a certain, like, material thing. And just showing them, um, uh, like, I'm, I'm on Robin Hood, but I, I got the mustache account, both of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just showing them, like, just, just trying to show them the value of money. And just trying to like, yo, man, like this shit is temporary. These these clothes, these shoes. What 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 Jordan just came out? I got my Jordan, my my daughter the Jordans that with the uh, with the little screen on the side, the fives. What are mm-hmm. those? Yeah, the fives. Right, the fives. Those yeah. the fives, right? I'm not hit. But at the same time, though, I know for a fact those shoes that came out three or four times. Mm-hmm. Facts. So, so I want my I want my children to change their focus. Like, yeah. yo, that shouldn't be your main focus. And I'm not, and I want people to know that I'm not talking shit about nobody that that's what their kids like. That's what you buy your kids. But me personally, I have to teach them, like, yo, it's more to life than just material shit. That shit yeah. gonna get old. It's gonna come back in style. It's gonna go out of style. It's gonna come back in style again. So why do we put our faith in that? Yeah. You got to switch it on them where you teach them how to flip their passion. So a lot of kids, they flip in sneakers right now. And yeah. if that's something they into, then that's something they into. Right. Um, I don't you, knock you, it, you're but right. You're right. Um, Stockpile is another good uh, uh, app you should get on your phone for your kids. 
All you need is their social and that information attached it to a card. Listen, my my three year old portfolio looks better than mine right now. And um, that's an that's an easy way for them to uh, make money on top of their savings instead of letting it sit in the bank. Yeah. Um, so that's something good to uh, get into. No, that's dope. Thank you. Well, Shane, I know you had a couple questions. Me? Yeah. Um. All right. So, what's one thing about being a black father within fatherhood that a lot of people don't talk about or think about that affects y'all on a daily basis? Just sitting in the back of your mind, and um, y'all don't get that much exposure to even tell somebody what that is. Um, do you have something? Um, for me, uh, I guess I'll say, cause I'm not like a complete father yet, but knowing that I'm going to be, I'm like in this constant, like competition with my own father to do like 10 times better than he could ever do. Mm. And it's something that he'll never know. It's just something where like me mentioning, like, I got to be better than that nigga, not my friends, not my peers, just him. So that's the main thing for me. Can I can I ask can I ask Greg like what what was your biggest faults with your dad like like did you grow with your dad did he grow with you like like was it a good relationship Oh yeah it was it's weird because it's better now that I'm married and he knows he's having a grandchild on the way than it was you know Oh he's like, gonna treat your child way better than he treated you Oh absolutely so just absolutely And this ain't even no shot at your dad or nothing like that but oh, I take just, so go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's just, that's just nature, man. That's human yeah. nature. Like, yo, he probably feel the same way. Like, like I'm gonna make up for what I didn't do. Yeah. Like human, humans are that simple. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we really are. It's funny you that know? Paco says that though, because my thing is, it's sort of like Greg's, like I wanted to make sure everything that I did as a father was what I didn't get from my dad. My dad and I have a great relationship now, but we're talking, this shit just got started when I was 16. So we, we were on 16 years of him being active in my life per se. Um, so my whole thing was when I became a father was, Oh, all right, I'm gonna do everything that I didn't get because that nigga wasn't here. But on top of that, it's like, uh, now my dad is active in my children's life. All the time. He yeah. calls my daughter on FaceTime twice a week just to talk to her. He'll call my wife mm. to see my son. He'll call the 13-year-old and ask him, you know, what shoes do you want this week? Because that guess that's the relationship that they have. So it, it's funny that you said that, Paco, because you're right. They're, now he's doing everything that he, I guess, would have done with me with them. Yeah. Can I ask you this? Yeah. Well, did do you think they that in his mind or heart he just like yo I need to sacrifice and I, I just need to make money I need to be a provider versus like now he may be in a position where I can chill you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. like 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 we we put so much pressure on our other black men it was just like me yeah they, they were just trying to they in their mind they felt like they was just doing what was best for us at the time. But in reality, we wish that they was there more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So up until... It's just a question. And and it's not... I'm not... General, though. I I, I don't know your dad. I don't know your life, your situation. I'm just throwing it out there. Perfect question. Perfect question. Um, Like I said, I I didn't establish a relationship with him until I was about 16. Um, But it was up it was at that point where I realized the dynamics of why things played out the way that they did. And it wasn't necessarily all on him. My mom has a lot to blame with it too. So for those that don't know, my father, I live in DC. My father lives in Gary, Indiana. So we are nowhere near each other. Absolutely nowhere near each other. Um, But again, a lot of that was not due to him. So I, I don't think majority of it is not his fault. Do I blame him for not making the attempt to reach out and, and establish something sooner? Absolutely. You know, I'm a 16-year-old kid. Where were you at when I was 12? Where were you at when I was 10? 
you know, up, up until that point, I mean, all right, not having a dad probably didn't affect me so much. But when I hit that curve, as all of us black men do, when we hit that curve going into teenage and then into young adult adolescence, that guidance could have been used, whether it was good or bad. That was for me to determine whether or not I wanted to take your advice. But that guidance could have been used. Yeah. Well, that's like, well, with my father, man. Um, so he's doing 80 years right now. And he's a he's a repeat offender. Let's let's say that he's a mm-hmm. that's that's just what he that's just what he did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for for a long time, man, as a kid, I, I I hated him. You're like, yo, why weren't you in my life? Like, I only saw him maybe three four times. You know what I'm saying? Every time he got out of prison, he'd come see me, and then he'd end up going back. You know what I'm saying? And I I hated him for that. But then when I got married, I found out my wife's dad lived in the same town as her mm-hmm. and and never came to see her and when she got older we went we went down there and they went to his little bar and he walked right past her and didn't know who she was so so they got me to think like yo man at least my dad tried you know yeah. what i'm saying like every time he got out he he did come to see me he's just he was just a, he was just a criminal you know what i'm saying that's all he knew yeah and, and so that's when I when I realized that that's when our relationship got better. You know what I'm saying? Like now I write him in jail and shit because, hey, man, you try. You just this is the person that you are. And that's 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 all I'm stuck with. Yeah. What about you, Bailey? Well, my father's <laughs> passed away in 2011. Um, we had an on and off uh, relationship or whatever. We I mean, it wasn't close as I wanted it to be, but, um, you know, I didn't, I really didn't have time to, to have a sit down and talk with him, uh, because, you know, like I said, he passed away in 2011. And at that, at that time, I wasn't mature enough to bring up the combo that I really wanted, uh, because there's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of qualities that I'm missing as a man. And I know why. Um, cause some shit I just picked up off of just television. It was just the image that they shown and the, the image that I, that I paid attention to, you know, uh, which was fucking, you know, Bill Cosby, uh, uncle Phil, you know, shit like that. I was watching them closely and I just wanted that. I wanted that lifestyle, but I didn't, I never knew the hard work behind it. I didn't get, I didn't get as far as I wanted to in life because I didn't get the proper guidance. So I had to, I had to try to figure that shit out. That's was, that's what's rough about being a black father is that when you didn't get the proper guidance, then you have to go out there and research and, and, or pay attention to other black fathers, uh, either that's in your, um, you know, your same age bracket or older. Um, but or the thing is, chip, or it's a natural chip on your shoulder too, though. Like, yo, I got to I got to be better. I got to do better or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it just come naturally. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really, I didn't really have a chip on my shoulder. I was, I'm more, I was more angry. I still am angry that he's not here, period. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. any, any type of beef that I had with him, which wasn't, it wasn't really a beef, but I never had the, the chance to actually sit down man to man with him. You know what I mean? And yeah, I heard. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so, I guess to kind of lighten it, because that was damn, that was heavy. Whew, that was real heavy. Um, what's the most positive portrayal of a father and child relationship that you've seen on TV or in a film? Oh shit! Um, the examples that I just gave you, like. Like I, I seen, I paid attention to the interaction between like when I was watching, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I watched the interaction between Uncle Phil and his kids and his nephew, um, watching the Bill Cosby show. I watched how he disciplined his kids. You know, when I'm watching good times, I've seen the struggle, but I've seen how, and it's crazy that we got to say this. I've seen how that man was loyal to his family in a tough environment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I paid attention to all of that. But again, in real life, 
when you hit with certain things and you didn't get that guidance, you, you had to figure out how to like recover. You know what I mean? But I did take the positive, um, some of those positive scenes. And, um, I mean, I can't pick out certain scenes, but I just, you know, just paid attention to every show and just seeing how he interacted with his kids, you know? Okay. And I paid attention to the, I paid attention to certain messages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I would have to agree. It's, uh, it's, it, it was all the sitcoms, like you said, the Fresh Princes, the Cosby's, the Family Matters. There were all those sitcoms. But, um, I thought about this when you sent the, the show notes. The one movie that resonated with me as far as a father child relationship was Will Smith and Jaden from The Pursuit of Happiness. And the things that he was doing in that particular movie to kind of blind. Did you, cry? Did, did you cry when you, like, that, like they had some intimate moments I where did. it was like, I ain't gonna lie, I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. This ain't no judgment. This ain't no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking jabs at nobody nah. because me personally, it was just like, you I had a head feel that. Yeah, I, yeah. I definitely said shit. Oh, yeah. I, I felt certain situations <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that could have been us. Like, if this <laughs> didn't happen, like, and that, and that's why that saying? movie resonates so well with me for this particular question. It's just like, all right, with that movie right there, it just defined it. Like, okay, this man did everything that he could do. And in hindsight of it all, he was just making sure that his son didn't have to necessarily see the entire struggle. Yeah. But he, he listen, and it, it was almost like my life though, because I, I know I'm just jumping in there. <laughs> like, like because, cause he had the old, he had the old lady that just pretty much got up and left and she was tired. She was disgusted and she was just like fed up. And it was just like, yo, man, like, bitch, you gonna leave me? And we going through all this? Like, yep. like, that's my life. I, I pretty. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes I want to be selfish and be like, damn, I want to see a black father on TV or in a movie that <laughs> is not raising his children through a struggle. Yeah. But at the same time, would that be a black man realistically? No, not really. No, not black really. men always have a struggle they're working through, whether it's you doing your best point. and not being appreciated at a job or not being appreciated in a marriage, or um, you're doing your best. And sometimes we do have women out here who are not mothers, and then that father has to take on that mother and father role, but nobody wants to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I do want to see it. I want to see a show where a father is not raising kids on trauma or drama. So would like Furious Styles and uh, like his son on Boys in the Hood, would that count as positive or negative? It's a positive because I could could relate to that. I just never had that father figure that particular father figure personally, but I've all, I've had friends who had fathers like that. You know what I mean? And I envied it too. Okay. I was going to say, man, mine is, this is fucked up, but, uh, OG Bobby Johnson and little Jimmy, man. Mm-hmm. That, yo, that was, that was the shit I was used to. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead, man. He got your boy out there still in car radio. But nah, man, that was like, I always wanted my dad to get out of prison, man, and and come fuck with me, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. after shit is yours. Oh Lord. Fuck. Uh, shit. I got one. What you got? Um, when do you as a black father feel the most appreciated by your kid? Ooh. <laughs> but he was like, I wasn't ready for this today. Um I still need a moment. <laughs> I, I can go cliche and say every day, but that's that's way too cliche. Cause it's I don't know. It's 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 weird. I'm 
I'm at the crossroads right now where I feel like I'm raising great children who are borderline becoming unappreciative because of mm-hmm. all that they have now. Mm-hmm. They're like, my daughter looks at me as the bank. Like, oh, daddy has money. I, I'll just ask daddy. I'm not going to ask mommy for it. I'll ask daddy for it. And then the 13-year-old just thinks money grows on trees. So mm-hmm. he's careless with everything. Broke oh, a PlayStation yeah, controller. Just thought we were going to buy another one. Nah, nigga, you broke that shit. You just ain't playing your game this week. Yeah, Fuck that. That don't change. Man, don't that's change. a whole show right there. Yeah. We ain't talking about that. That's yeah, when you got to take your kids out in the element. You got to take them to yeah. go feed the homeless. Yeah. You got to take them to yeah. go right. cut grass to pay back that controller. Mm-hmm. It's that right. shit that you got to do. Yeah, or send them to uh, Scared Straight. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you fucking yeah. breaking PlayStation controls? <laughs> You send them there just just off of GP for no reason. I don't give a shit if they get straight A's. Take their ass down there to scare road. <laughs> take, take them to the feds. Lock them up for a week. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, just off of GP. Oh, shit, is, shit is real out here. Let them know, man. Yeah. So, I guess I can answer it. Um, so, I'm hoping that it would be like a scenario where my daughter would go to me instead of her mother. Like, cause she, I don't want to say she trusts me more with the question or like the inquiry, but just because she's like, you know what? I love you just as much as her, but you need to know. So maybe that's one of those things that would make me really like proud as a father to know that she goes and says, hey, dad, you know, I got titties now. I'm like, shit. Girls like, always look at dads as, oh, you could fix it. Anybody yeah. who thinks that dad could fix it. So yeah. 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 I, I think I got to go with that then because my, uh, my daughter would be like, if if she can't work the TV or some shit like that, she'd be like, well, dad got to fix it. He got to buy some batteries. <laughs> and, then the, and then the other day she was like, the TV not working, dad. We need a new house. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yo, like, yo, so my, so my night year old, that's my, that's my ace. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we, we get down for each other, man. But two instances let me know I was doing good because somebody said something on TV about young girls and she's like, Dad, I ain't got to worry about that. I love me some me. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what I gave you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't put that in you. And the second thing was uh, she had a little boyfriend and he fucked up. And I'm sitting in the living room and somebody knock on the door. She come downstairs with a stack of all this shit and just threw it out the door to him and like, hey, go on about your business. I'm like, that's my goddamn baby mm-hmm. right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I taught you. I like that. Yeah, I, I fuck with her. She yeah. don't. Like, like, for real, though. Yeah, that's, that's a dumb shit, though. That's yeah. a lot of women's problems today is they, they beg a man or who ain't shit and they repeatedly endure the bullshit when they know this nigga is not even half of what I need to be with. And so yeah. if you as a father set the bar here, listen, when I tell you that block button gonna be official, for sure. Right. Can, can, I say, can I say this, sweetheart, real quick? Like, I think I think nowadays a lot of people don't try enough in relationships. It's the it's the throwaway method. Yeah. Like, yo, I deal with somebody and I'm done. So it, it's like a I get, I get what she's saying, and it's it just like that's a blessing. But yo, man, it's a lot of, you know, you don't have those those old those old school type relationships where we gonna fight it out, we gonna tough it out type situations, though. And that's a scary place to be, though, because everybody just like, you know, we got the whole throwaway method. We gonna well, go when deal I, when with I somebody say else. That, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the. Men, you will hope your child would take heat on and be like, "That's a no." Like you don't want no, your daughter. You. you you don't want to raise a daughter and she go out there and she with a man because she love him, but he blacking her eye every other week, mm-hmm. yeah, or yeah. or he um mind controlling her. You don't want that. So that's the things that you don't sit and work out. Now you just shoot people, people like that mm-hmm. got deeper issues that ain't up to you to fix. And I've had yeah. my own experience with one of my daughter's fathers who is an only child, never got told no by a woman, and he met me and I told him no. So now he got like a two-year restraining order, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. like three 
two battery charges, one sexual assault charge, and I still got to deal with them. And it's kind of like, what if I wasn't raised to be like, you know what? That's something I don't have to deal with. And I stayed and I, I showed my daughters. That's another, that's another next generation of sitting around yeah. with a nigga that ain't shit. And that, and that and that's our fear, and that's our fear as being fathers of you know little girls is that now we're raising we're raising we're raising her right, but then you know she goes off and 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 ends up with a nigga like that, and then we end up in jail. Yo, I was just about to say that. Like, I think one of my biggest fears is I'm doing such a hard job of trying to make sure I'm setting the perfect example of what she should go after. And my fear is that she goes after the complete yeah, opposite. The opposite. Hell the, yeah. the, same, the same effort that you're giving her on what she should go after, you got to school her on what she shouldn't. Exactly. Because a lot of Ooh. girls get told what they should, but they're not schooled on what to look for when a nigga is ma- manipulative. Manipulative. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what should they look for, though? Honestly, uh, to all the fellas, like, like, yeah. like, like what, what should they look for the man, though? I'm gonna, I'm, be like, a, I'm gonna be 100 with you. She you should can, not look for anything that I was before I turned 27. <laughs> but that, but that's that's it's an ongoing conversation. It's not it's not just one or two or three things that you just write no. down and be like study this. No, it's that's the thing, bro. That's why it's important. It's important to just be there step by step yeah. for the rest of their life because this it's going to be new shit that they need to know as an adult. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, I'm trying to figure this shit out every day because I don't have any examples. Yeah. Right. I don't have any personal examples, so I got to figure this shit out. So my job is to teach them everything that I'm learning on the way. 